There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. WYSL, it is Wednesday, your lunch hour here. we got a long day ahead of us. And we do have our special guest with us here on Wednesdays is Kirk Elliott. Kirk, are you there? I'm here. How are you, Jim? Doing good, sir. Good to see you, or good to hear you from you, at least. Um, I hear that you're going to be uh, up in Illinois with us at uh, Mary Crowley's event again. So look forward to well, seeing there. Is that right? Open so have, well. Haven't yeah. confirmed it yet, but trying to work that into my schedule because that would be amazing. Right. The last one that she had was absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, it was great to see you there as well, um, Kurt. As as we're going through all these things that we see in the the financial world around us, what happened with uh, XRP and and that whole Ripple thing? I mean, is that something we should be concerned about with the CBDCs and stuff? I yeah I. I think what's what's starting to happen is a lot of the consolidation and and everything. You know, you're seeing consolidation in banks. You know, as Mm -hmm. we move to CBDC, the large banks are buying the middle banks, the middle banks are buying the small banks, right? So there's, you know, estimates are over the next 10 years, 50% of America's banks are going to be gone. Not that they're, they're physically, you know, the... The branches that you see on, on Main Street America are going to be gone, but they're all going to be consolidated into one of the big boys, right? The, the Chase right. or the Bank of Americas or Cities or whatever. So we're starting to see that massive demonization of cryptocurrency as well, right? As of the decentralized blockchain cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and so forth. Because mm-hmm. as we march closer and closer and closer to a world where central bank digital currency rules the roost, um, they're going to have to get rid of of the other competition, right? Which is, we're seeing the same thing with the BRICS nations, right? So, so right. the BRICS nations are meeting August 22nd um, in Durban, South Africa, to actually tell the world about the BRICS central bank digital currency that's going to be backed by gold. So right. they're making a big push to be the world's reserve currency. And there's a reason why I'm telling the story, right? Because mm-hmm. because uh, they, you know, when they're 73% of the world's population, it's a big trading block, right? So, so it, it's a big thing. But they have a problem, and that is the U.S. dollar is the existing reserve currency, right? So you right. can't just announce that you want to be the world's reserve currency and have this BRICS central bank digital currency that's backed by gold and expect it to fly overnight. But it can fly pretty quick if you get rid of the U.S. dollar, which is the existing world's reserve currency, right? So, so they're doing that. So just last week, the IMF uh, basically made, an, made a rule that said, if you're a country paying off debt to another country, you know, you're just paying off, enter a country debt, you don't have to use the U.S. dollar anymore, which was the reserve currency status. You can now use the renminbi. It's like, what, the renminbi? This is weird. I mean, it's not even the yuan, which is the Chinese external currency that we're all aware of, right? 
The renminbi right. is the Chinese internal currency. So if you lived in China and you're buying groceries or gas or whatever, you're using renminbi, not the yuan. So why in the world would they make up a ruling that says if you're paying country to country debt, you can use the renminbi now, not the not the U.S. dollar? They're really trying to build up the reserve currency status of China, a.k.a. the BRICS nations, right? So you've got that going on. And then just two days ago, Putin signed into law in Russia the, uh, the Russian digital ruble, so their central bank digital currency. And it's not even, you know, a, a law that says, oh, you know, down the road next year we're going to actually implement this. August 1st it becomes reality in Russia. I mean, that's like next wow. week. So, so you're looking at this stuff. It's like, man, things are happening really, really quick as we are marching head-on down this road of central bank digital currency, and you have to, you can't do that just on your own merits, right, because there's other currencies that are still there. You have to dismantle the other currencies while you're building up their own and that's what I'm seeing happening right now with that XRP, with Ripple, with, with the other, the U.S. dollar and, and other things right. that are stepping in, in their way. They're just getting rid of them. Wow. Well, I mean, you think about that. Everything you're saying there is, is the stuff that they said that we're, we don't want them to do because of the, the programmable uh, currency, right? Isn't that what we're saying? We don't mm-hmm. want the CBDCs because – Kurt, were you aware of the – and I'm not. This is not a trick question, but I, a lot of people didn't catch this one. About a year and a half ago, the central banks actually had direct access to our personal checking accounts, and that was something that they changed in the FDIC and all that stuff that allows the the clearinghouses to actually know what's going on in your personal accounts in these individual uh, banks, which tells me that there's some manipulation going clear down to my individual bank, which then they can then change the value of my currency, correct? And that what we're all fighting against, like this whole di- – so how do we embrace digital currency but then think it's as, as bad as it, sh- it is? Well, you, you shouldn't embrace it, right? I mean, we saw with U.S. Bank um, – you know, Stu Peters was talking about this the other day. You know, during J6, you know, all of that nonsense that was going on, U.S. Mm-hmm. Bank told the feds, every single one of their customers that were spending money in D.C. that day, right, during J6. It's like, what? I mean, so there's obviously privacy laws being broken. There's, there's you know, the, the, when you have programmable money, what does that mean? What does programmability money mean? It means that you can change the ownership of that asset. Mm-hmm. That's what programmable means. They can cut you off from buying or selling. Now, now they're bragging about it. The World Economic Forum is bragging about this, how this is such a great thing, how programmable money is so awesome. Imagine if you're a parent and you don't want your kid going out on Friday nights buying pizza and sodas and candy all night long, so you flip the switch and say, okay, you can't go to convenience stores on Friday nights anymore. Well, that's programmable money, right? Well, imagine if it were you. And and the Fed is saying, well, you know what, Jim, you can't talk about the things that you're talking about. You can't talk about um, zero zero carbon emissions. You can't talk about your carbon footprint. You can't talk about central bank digital currency. You can't talk about this because you're talking about it on the air. So, boom. You know, it's the equivalent of a parent saying, we want to control our kid to not buy candy and pizza. 
you know, people right. who are opposed to their ideology, they don't want them speaking either, so they can cut you off from buying or selling. That's what programmable money is, and that's why it's something that none of us should ever espouse to want. I don't care how convenient it might that people might think it is. It's complete loss of, of power and control over your own money. Right. Wow. And then we okay, so as you're saying all those things, what has been going on with there was some devaluation within the markets that was talking about how the US dollar is losing traction of value. Um, what are we seeing that in the in the world markets? Is that actually a real thing? Are we seeing the the world the US dollar start to take a nosedive? Well, we're seeing the dollar taking nosedive, and you can tell because now it takes more of those dollars to buy tangible assets. Gold and silver have been going through the roof. Why? Because mm-hmm. gold and silver traded in U.S. dollars. U.S. dollar is nosediving, so therefore any good or service that you buy is going to require more of those. That's inflation, right? So, so we're definitely seeing that. But now that there's country after country after country that, that's wanting to dismantle the U.S. dollars, the petrodollar, and the reserve currency of the world, and you're seeing we're only four weeks away, less than four weeks away, from the BRICS mm-hmm. nations meeting announcing their new currency for 73% of the world's population, and, oh, it happens to be backed by gold. Now, how much gold? Is it dollar for dollar, or in their case, yuan for, for an ounce? Well, it, no, it's not going to be that because it's not valued the same, right? It's going to, you know, when Russia backed their currency with the ruble with gold, it was like five grams per one ruble. So I'm guessing for every brick currency, it's going to be something similar, somewhere between, I don't know, 8 and 10 grams of gold per brick unit, you know, brick currency, whatever they call this thing. Um, but that's a lot. I mean, imagine, people think, oh, that's only maybe 8 to 10 grams, right? But right. no, it's 73% of the world's population's currency. That's a lot, right? So yeah, I think the demand for gold and silver, Jim, is about to go through the roof, and we're only about a month away from that. Well, that's the scary part, is we keep seeing these these timelines come up, and we keep seeing them implement things. And a lot of language, What? why was Janet Yellen in China a couple of weeks ago? What was? Why was she meeting with the Communist Chinese Party, and what, what good would our, our uh, government official going over there meet with a political party in a foreign country? What was she doing there? Do you know? Well... Awkwardly bending over and kissing his hand is one thing she was doing. <laughs> I don't. Oh, it was that? <laughs> I don't. But I, I mean, that was the most awkward greeting ever. Somebody had to pull her off the stage. It's like, stop! You don't have to do that, right? But, but I don't know what else she was doing other than trying to mend a broken fence, right? Because right. they realize, oh, these BRICS nations. This is going to be a big, a big trading block, a big power center. Uh, you know, basically equivalent to 73% of the world's population, we got to try to mend some fences because we don't want them to dump the U.S. Treasury. That would that would kill the U.S. markets overnight. We want them to keep them for a while. I think it was probably uh, you know, a, a non-effective diplomatic move. I mean, China's already made up their mind. They're going to do what they're going to do, as are the other British right. nations. But she had to pretend like they're trying to save face because it was their policies that caused this. It was their policies of kicking Russia out of the SWIFT system 
via executive order. It was our policies of printing money like there's no tomorrow, devaluing our currency when China owns about a trillion dollars of it. It's like, you guys, your policies are actually causing our investments to go down to the bottom of the ocean. You stink. Right? I mean, that's basically what they're saying, and she's probably trying to save face, but I don't think it's working, Jim. I don't think it works at all. Yeah. Well, and that's a sad part of it is it's all about, you know, what, don't look at what I'm doing. We're doing something else, right? All the sleight of hand stuff, the magic show we're watching. All right, guys, a commercial break here from WYSL. Be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Uh, Josh is off today. He's traveling uh, to Utah. He'll be gone for the next couple of days. You got me, and we do have still have Kirk, Kirk Elliott here. We're talking about kind of these different things going on in the world around us. We know that they have nefarious plans. They don't, they're don't. they not out here for our success. And the crazy part of it is, is how many more millionaires and billionaires have been created during the tragedies of our economy. And that right there should show you that this is the system was really not meant for your freedom. It was actually meant for your slavery. Uh, what do you see? Do you see these interest rates normalizing down to a, a more conceivable... Um, uh, appetite, like, like like we can get it back down, or are we going to still see this higher interest rate on home loans and car loans like this? Is going to is this the new normal they talked about? Yeah, I think this is going to be a new normal. I mean, the average throughout history is around seven percent. We're still not quite there, right? So, right. so I yeah. think it's going to continue going up. We've just got so used to since really since oh, good grief, like nine eleven, right when yeah. when when the economy tanked. They lowered rates to almost zero, right, to try to stimulate the economy after everything shut down for a bit. And we've seen them stay down there ever since, right? But that's artificial. That's fake. But, but you give a two, two decades of something, people are going to assume that's normal. Well, that's not the norm throughout history, right? right. That cheap money, that artificial money, it's not, it's not real. So, so I think this week, you know, tomorrow actually – the Fed, the Bank of Japan, and the European Central Bank are all having meetings this week about their interest rates, and I would expect all of them to raise, even Japan. See, Japan has tried to, to buck the system to be the only country that tries to continue to stimulate its economy because they were so bad to begin with that for right. 15 months they haven't raised rates while every other country on the planet has been. Well, now they've got this massive inflationary spiral because they didn't raise rates, and so... We're going we're gonna to probably see a 25 basis point hike this week, and then again in September, and then they'll say, oh, we're winning the war on inflation. Let's pause a little bit, right? Well, right. no, I mean, early 80s, interest rates got to 18%. Anyone who had a mortgage right. back then or was buying a house realized, yeah, he's right. It was 18% on a 30-year mortgage. Well, that's because inflation was 146 the only way that interest rates can slow down inflation is if the interest rate's greater than the inflation rate. Well, our inflation's not four point something percent, Jim. It's not. That's the artificial number that they came up with. Because in 1996, President Clinton changed the way we measure inflation um, to understate it. So if you go apples to apples, compare 1983 inflation to now, what would now be? Mm-hmm. We're looking at over 20% true inflation which means rates have to jump up over that point at some point if they really want it to work. Now, I don't know if they want it to work. I, I think that they, they possibly want to manufacture some collapses here to usher in their new central bank digital currency, which is all about people control. It's like, oh, wait, right. 
uh, Kirk, you and you and Jim and, and Josh have been talking about this a lot over the air, right? And yeah, we have yeah. been. But but last weekend, something big really put an exclamation point and the cherry on top of that cake. Because we've talked about how Bank for International Settlements with Project Icebreaker said the ideology of use of funds, what you're going to use your money for, if it doesn't match up with our ideology, we're not going to send bank wires from bank to bank. Programmable money via the World Economic Forum's concept says, if we don't like your digital social profile, your social credit score, we're going to block you from your money, right? Well, last weekend, Nigel Farage, Nigel Farage mm-hmm. was the leader of the Brexit movement, very popular and, and wealthy politician, you know, former politician in England. Well, he's got this, this bank, Coots, C-O-U-T-T-S, that's like this private upper echelon, you know, snub your nose in the air, kind of arrogant kind of a bank, right? It's like they only take the the very wealthy people. Well, they cut him off from his money. They cut him off. They closed his bank account. And then to make matters worse, they colluded with eight other banks that he tried to go open up an account with, and they wouldn't let him open up an account either. So why? Because of his conservative views and internal dossier revealed. So because he's Nigel Farage and he's a popular guy in Europe, they uh, they had to issue a forty page memorandum. The bank did to him as to why he kicked him out as a company. As a, forty pages, you know, forty pages. So here's what right. it says in this forty page memo: Brexit was mentioned eighty six times, Russia one hundred and forty four, PEP whatever wow. that is ten times. But they also mentioned his support for Trump, views on immigration, net zero, and the vaccine as reasons listed to exit him. What? what? Even though he had a commercially viable account. So, again, amplification of what you and Josh and I have been talking about of his ideology cut him off from his bank account. So then wow. they had this, this meeting, right? So they had this, mm-hmm. the minutes of a meeting of Coots' reputational risk committee. It's like, they really have such a thing, but they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Said that Mr. Farage, here's a direct quote, is seen as a xenophobic and racist. He is considered to be a disingenuous grifter. Being associated with Nigel Farage presents a material and ongoing reputational risk to the bank, period. It's like, what? Because he had conservative views. So now right. he's a ongoing reputational risk to the bank? People don't care wow. where he banks. I mean, they could care less, right? But they think that it does. This is all just to say and to scare people into thinking, don't talk bad about this central bank digital currency stuff. Don't talk bad about us. Look, look what we're doing. We cut off Nigel Farage from his money. They cut off Kanye West, got cut off from his money. Kanye West had his bank account closed. I don't know what he said, but but (laughs) he's not Nigel Farage. Kanye West. I mean, he does some controversial (laughs) stuff, right? But... Right. But yet he got cut off from his bank account. So what about what about small people? Not Kanye West, not Nigel Farage. What about all the Jane Doe's of the world? What about all the John Smiths of the world? What about everybody that has five hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars in their, their Bank of America account and they say, Well, we don't like you and it's gonna be really easy for them just to cut you off from your money. Right? right. I mean, was it hard for them to cut off Nigel Farage? Probably not, actually, because they have a bigger agenda, even though he's a multimillionaire you know, client, has a lot of money in the bank, and he's very popular, and he's going to post this on social media. They still didn't care. They still didn't right. care. 
right? Because they want to make a point that if your ideology doesn't match up with us, your money is simply not yours, right? This is what we've been talking about for quite some time. Some people believed us, some people didn't, but now that it's happening, I hope that it wakes people up um, to the fact of this central bank digital currency thing and programmable money isn't about ease. It's not about instantaneous money transfer from bank to bank. It's all about controlling people. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, and there's even a, a, case, a story out of Florida right now. J.P. Morgan Chase shut down Marcola Market, a company re, uh, renowned for its specialty foods, drink supplement, pet products, and other health items owned by Dr. Joseph Mercola. Uh, Mercola, is that right? Um, anyway, he was a big anti-vaxxer and railed against the FDA. They shut down all the employees and the company's checking account. That just happened. So the oh, entire company was just all the employees, whether they had ideology that matched the guy's job, you know, guy's ideas or not. They have, may have had a job there, but suddenly they're glopped in or moved, you know, just grouped in with this guy to say, "Look, your checking accounts are all frozen." That's a real thing that just happened in Florida right now. Wow, that's a real thing. So that that's not even a digital currency th- issue. This is just nip. Now you're out. And it didn't so. even matter what bank they were with. This wasn't a particular bank. This was just any employee. It was J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Okay. J.P. Morgan Chase did this. Wow. So, yeah, and their CEO is making comments to it is that, you know, this is a problem for them because this is their personal accounts as well as the business account, which is all their accounts receivable and everything else. So not only does it affect individuals that got to pay the mortgage here in about three or four days, but also mm-hmm. the business has to pay its bills as well, electricity, taxes, you know, suppliers and things like that. See, this is the stuff where the unintended consequences of this – you know, throws in late fees, legal problems, all kinds of other issues because the bank decided to play politics with your money. Yeah, it gets ugly really quick. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, Kurt, how can we find you and how can we get a hold of you and make sure that we got our uh, assets in the right place with gold and silver? Well, you've got a link on this show that you can actually go to that online form, fill out some information to actually connect with myself or one of our advisors to actually help map out a strategy for success. Or you can simply call our phone number. If you want to bypass that and get to us quickly, because phones ring off the hook after shows like this, is 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. Just say Josh sent me. Yeah, do it. Man, that is absolutely great. I appreciate you being here, Kurt. And, And one little bit of wise wisdom before we go out, or is that it? Is that good for today? Oh, you know, don't let all the stuff that, that Jim and I were talking about today, you know, strike you into paralyzation mode. Yeah, people's bank accounts are being shut down because of their ideology. But you know what? When you allocate into physical silver, it bypasses yep. that. It gets out of the system. And we can yep. have a smile on our face. So don't let fear cause you to not act. Actually Perfect. act, right? That's what I would want to leave yeah. people with. Very good, guys. All right. Thank you so much, Kurt, for being here. And we're Dr. Light Show. We've got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Your host here, Jim Price, as we continue on on your Wednesday. Now, remember, today is your extended lunch hour with me. You get two full hours of this. Now, let's go back to that article I was talking about with Kirk Elliott just before we went to lunch, or went to lunch, went to the bottom of our break there. 
this is actually kind of terrifying in a lot of ways. And I say kind of. I mean, this, if you ever had your checking account, your credit card not work when you're out and about doing something, it's a little bit embarrassing. You say, well, sir, your card isn't working. You're like, well, why isn't my card working? I got a, you know, I don't have a, a balance on the card or whatever. And the bank just decides that it's just not going to work, right? So, oh, wait, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, a day later, uh, were you trying to make a purchase yesterday, 24 or 50 days later? You know, you're, oh, yeah, that was me, and unlock the card. The problem is is that it's already created the, created the hardship and the problem and all that stuff. That That's one thing. But to say that your bank actually just literally just shut you down because you work for a Mercola Market, which is, I'm going to go ahead and just read this for you. Florida-based retail health company, Mercola Market, and its employees were shocked when J.P. Morgan Chase suddenly terminated, 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 listen to the words there, their bank accounts without explanation. Uh, Mercola Market's a company renowned for its specialty foods, drink supplement, pet products, and other health items owned by Dr. Joseph Mercola, a Mercola, a critic of the COVID-19 vaccine and the USDA. I'm sorry, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, USDA, FDA. Why are they why are they different? I mean, are they anyway. I know one's food, one's drugs, but they also they also kind of gets murky in which where in which area they're gonna be in, right? They both play in each other's courts. So let's just go with that. Dr. Merc- uh, uh, Mercola has practiced medicine since 1985, founded the world's largest natural health website. On July 13th, the company, along with the CEO, CFO, and some family members, received an ad- all identical letters from Chase Bank stating that their accounts were to be closed. The reason for the sudden decision, however, was left unexplained. Financial institutions have an obligation to uh, see. Financial institutions have an obligation to know to know our customers and monitor transactions that flow through our customers' accounts. After careful consideration, we decided to close your accounts because of an unexpected activity on these or another account, according to the letter from Chase. Now that sounds a little weird. Like, uh, there's just activity on there we don't like. That doesn't mean anything. A voicemail from a Chase representative to CEO Steve Rye stated that the reason for the closing his personal and his wife's account could not be disclosed for legal reasons. Well, no, wait. It's my account. You shut it down. What is the legal reason you can't tell me? Uh, anyway. Still, Rye maintained the belief that the closures were directly a result of Dr. McCullough's view on the pandemic. Uh, Rye was quoted saying, I believe they canceled all the accounts because Dr. McCullough and our employees' opinions um, he has carried a con- uh, see, contradictory view throughout the con- uh, COVID vaccine narrative and co-authored the best-selling book, The Truth About COVID-19, which exposed the likelihood that the virus was engineered in the laboratory funded by the NIH. Guys, let me do something real quick. Let me catch you guys up on the whole COVID thing, okay? Now, we've been talking about COVID, COVID, COVID. First of all, I'm going to go through the basics of COVID, and we're going to get down to the really nefarious part of this. Remember, COVID or COVID-19 or COVID-1 through 21 are all viruses that are considered to be actually not natural viruses. These are viruses that have been tinkered with. Somebody's got in there and played God, and they want to make them either more transmissible, more deadly, um, different kinds of effects. That's true. There is someone out there. That goes to work. Woke up this morning. Mm, yeah, there's the alarm. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait to go and tinker with a virus that can kill off billions of human beings. Boy, 
this job is worth getting up for. Now, that's a real thing, guys. Now, I'm not kidding you. There's people out there that that's what they wake up to do. Now, some people are in compartmental d- d- jobs where they don't realize what they're doing is adding to something else. But anyway, COVID is a thing. COVID is a thing. It's also part of the AIDS virus, back, uh, a line of uh, uh, viruses that are all autoimmune. COVID is an autoimmune. Anyway, moving on. But this whole thing, the reason the original shots were down below what are 58 degrees or 68 degrees below zero is because they had to make sure to keep these snake peptide pumps, snake peptide pumps, that snake venom pumps, they had to keep them ultra-frozen and encapsulated so that they wouldn't break open during transmission from the needle into your body. That's why they had to be super cold. They had to make sure and maintain their form, get injected in the muscle, implant itself in the muscle, then start drawing nutrients from the muscle, and then start breaking open and producing small little micro-drops of snake venom that goes into your body. Now, the reason I could say all that, and I want you guys to not freak out on me here, I know this is a, a, off of this original topic of going in and taking your money for no good reason, but in reality, I want you guys to listen to this. This was the plan all along. The heart attack gun is exactly the same thing. The heart attack gun, which was able to shoot nanoparticles across the room and then ingest them either through your uh, respiratory system or on your skin and then implant themselves into the dermis of the skin and then release snake peptides that way, Yes, that was the 1950s heart attack gun. Heart attack gun is a real thing. That is not a lie. The government's talked about this. They have used it, and so have other countries. And uh, it's not a one-off deal. This doesn't get done once in a while. It gets done a lot. Anyway, so understand that this whole thing with COVID and all these other things, these are absolutely naturally occurring viruses that actually occur all the time. Marburg virus, which is naturally in your dogs, your birds, your cats, your whatevers you got, you know, possums, they all carry the Marburg virus. Now, they're working to try to make sure that the Marburg virus is transmissible from humans to, or from animals to humans, so then you guys will all be freaked out that you got to get rid of your pets and animals and all this other stuff, and a lot of people will. That's going to happen. But the whole thing, this whole thing is, guys, I'm going to give you this whole thing. It is all snake venom poisoning. If you look up your symptoms of long-term or long COVID or all this other stuff, these spike proteins, actually what they're talking about in reality is actually snake venom peptides that go into your stomach lining, plant themselves there, and then reproduce and weaken the stomach lining, which causes you to have a lower immune system, which then causes you to be weak and susceptible to other viruses, that, that i.e. the snake venom peptides lower your immune system to let other things attack you and kill you (sighs) now do you feel better probably not but that's what covid really is about and i know that a lot of people get very confused about this yes you do get colds yes you still get the flu yes you still get stomach uh poison you know food poisoning all those things still happen but the sad part of it is is the snake venom peptide pumps are a real thing they've been using it for decades and decades and decades there's nothing new about this that's why they wanted them super capsulated when the very first shot. So they would go in your body, take time to get, uh, acclimate themselves to your body, go in there. So two, three, four, even five, six months later, the snake peptide pumps actually get up to volume, start really pumping the venom into your body, and you feel like crap. That's why there are over 2,000 sewer sensors in America right now testing to see what proteins, what spike proteins you are sloughing off in your poo. That is an absolute real thing. 
there are across this country, the health departments are now monitoring your poo to find out which districts, what parts of what towns are having snake, uh, snake peptide protein sloughing off. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of words I'm putting together, random stuff, but it's absolutely the facts. This is what's going on, folks. They're testing you to see when you have when you have lowering. When you have lowering, they'll tell everybody, oh, there's an outbreak in this area. And then you have an outbreak, and then you see a lowering in this other area. Oh, you got an outbreak. So every time it stops not outbreaking, every time it starts going down, they say there's an uh, uh, outbreak, and then people run to get tested where they shove that swab up in their nose. That swab has antifreeze, dried antifreeze on it. Go look it up, propylene glycol. It's what uh, is antifreeze. It's also the same thing that aspartame is, which is sweet and low and all the others. Just dried antifreeze. (laughs) Guys, this is, I mean, it's so interconnected. I hate this, that I have to go and talk about all these things just to talk about this one Florida case where they have been shut down by J.P. Morgan Chase because of activity. I mean, isn't that what a bank wants is activity because they get a taste? Every time they make a money transfer, they're getting their 2 3%. So why wouldn't they want you transacting money in and out constantly? They're making their money, right? Every time you transact, they make money. Why would they not want you to transact? That's how much they hate you, is they would rather not make money on you than let you make money at all, let you have any type of freedom. But this whole thing with the, the, the corona stuff... You know, the Mexican beer flu that was going to kill us all. That's a, that whole thing. Guys, you got to start pumping the brakes on this whole thing where you guys keep talking about this. Quit using words that don't mean what they, what you think they mean. Just like the legacy media. I call them legacy. I don't call them mainstream. They're not main or stream anything to me. They're not the mainstream of my information. You know what I do do is I do do. Oh, oh I said do do. Uh, you know, the, the FCC is going to come get us. Um, no, the, the thing that I do is I do check once in a while, usually if I'm on the road in a hotel, I don't want, you know, I don't want them CNN. I don't want any, you know, uh, CNN counts on my house. I don't want to say show I, I was watching them, but once in a while I'll check around MSNBC, CNN, Fox, just to see where they're at and see the hysteria and what they're doing. And it has nothing to do with the reality of the news around us. If you are still watching the old legacy media, you're still watching the you're still getting a newspaper. If you're still paying paying that for that, shame on you. If you're going back to the old poisonous well and you're like, I just can't feel any better. Things aren't working out. I don't know why this is happening to me. Well, if you keep drinking the old poison water or drinking the old poison water, what do you think is gonna happen to you? You're gonna get poisoned. So stop going back to it. But anyway, the legacy media, we need to use the word legacy, not mainstream. But words have meanings. And when we all say, well, I had COVID for six months, I was going to die. Well, the sad part of it is I can tell you that nicotine, nicotine actually blocks snake venom peptides in your brain. Yeah, the same, sp- the same space where snake venom peptides will plug into the receptors in your brain is actually the same space where nicotine plugs in. And there's actually what they call nicotine receptors, just like there are THC receptors in your body. There is not opioid receptors. There is not snake peptide receptors. But snake peptide snake peptide will go into those receptors and plug in. And if nicotine comes along, nicotine will kick them out. They supersede snake peptides. So a lot of people will go get a, a, a nicotine patch or some nicotine gum or some of those little uh, nicotine pouches you can put in your lip that have, they're not they're just straight nicotine, a little pouch, 
two milligrams, and they will find within one to two days, just using it for about 20 minutes one day, using it for about 20 minutes the next day, they will see that their sense of smell, their their fatigue, their brain fog immediately goes away because the snake peptides get kicked out where the nicotine plugs itself in. See, this guy, guys, This all this stuff is correctable. All this stuff is out there, but we're so used to saying the same old thing. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, we're not a democracy. If the, you look at the definition of democracy, democracy says elected leadership. If you look up republic, elected servants. You see how words have meanings? Understand those meanings and be, be the power behind them. All right. We've got a commercial break coming up. WYSL will be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I had my mic off, so I was doing the whole, uh, just talking to myself, just starting to, hey, how's it going? <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm your host, Jim Price, of the Dark Delight Show. Josh is off today. He is traveling to Utah, so you have me. Remember, we have our extended lunch hour today, so tell the boss to our lunches on Mondays and Wednesdays, only because... Jim Price told you, so I don't know. I, we'll figure it out. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm give me a call. Anyway, guys, as we go through these things, we know that the world around us is not not working to make us a better place. 
Um, do you guys actually believe that reality is that we are making what little bit of peace and harmony we can, and the rest of this is almost, uh, what, would you think we're in purgatory or hell, or we're in the halfway house between here and there? There are days when you look around us and go, man, how do we find the beauty in what we have when we know that there are people out there that are willing to just shut down things for people's livelihoods, shut down their way of life? I mean, think about this. We got, a lot of people got mortgage coming up here in what, five, six days? We got, what was the end of the month here? We got one, two, three, four, five days left after today. Uh, Monday or Tuesday is the first, so you got to be paying mortgages. Can you imagine like, hey, we don't, you don't have a checking account right now. You know what it takes to go, I mean, you have to go set up, like, set up a checking account. It really doesn't take as long as it used to, but you still got to go get checks, debit card, the whole thing, change all of your billing over if you've already got auto pays on things. It is unbelievable. But anyway, this is a sad part that we know that this is actually happening in real time right now in front of us, and we should be different. Uh, by the way, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop deal, well, <clears throat> that has now screwed up. That has now screwed up Hunter's plea deal on his gun violation. Uh, no deal. Hunter Biden deal was called off following disclosure of many crimes. So he was showing up today. I don't know if you guys realize, but old Hunty, he had uh, he had a he had a court appearance, and he was supposed to be in Delaware today. And uh, it didn't. I don't think are. I don't think things are going to turn out the way that he wants them to. When you go into a plea deal, you have to have no other things going on. You have to have, you know, kind of, you know, kind of have things going in a certain direction in your life. Like I'm not being investigated by other things, blah blah blah. Uh, but according to CNN reporter, boy, that's a great place to go. Kara says Hunter's attorney said the plea agreement, as they understand it, is now null and void. The deal appears to be dead and off the table. One thing we've learned is that this investigation very much is still going on. So when we all talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. Remember Anthony Weiner laptop. Anthony Weiner laptop, and I his name could not be more appropriate, right? The old Weiner laptop is coming out now. This whole thing of the insurance policy file and some other things. I have a couple. I have quick a couple quick questions. This whole thing. What happened to the NYPD investigation into Epstein's Island from six years ago? Remember when we saw all the videos of the NYPD and the FBI in? the windows of the Epstein Island. I don't know if you guys saw this video or not, but this was back before, quote-unquote, the Epstein Island really became a big, big thing, and we we're, we really weren't talking about it like we should. But I do remember having uh, watched this pretty heavily when you could see the NYPD, you saw the FBI with their jackets on, going in and out of the Epstein's Islands, buildings, offices, houses, different places, and they were carrying lots of boxes, lots of devices. They were covering up windows. Doing things. I want to know why the NYPD was there, but also if the FBI was there, where did all that evidence go? Where did all those things go? Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about where Anthony Weiner's laptop has gone. Why is that under investigation? Why is the files in that not a thing? But we are seeing, we are seeing a glimpse of justice here, right? See, this is the problem, folks. Is that too many times we are all about our three-minute cheeseburgers. You know, we want to go through the drive-through. We think by the time we go with that little speaker in the back, why do they put the speaker and the trash can in the same location in, in all all convenient or not convenience stores, all fast food restaurants? I I get it, guys. I I, I worked my very first job the day I turned sixteen. 
May 17th, the day I turned 16, I worked an eight-hour shift at McDonald's because I was on my own at 15, so I was out there. And I remember working for them back when we used lard, and I could believe that what we were feeding people were was hamburger, and the things that we were putting into things were actually you know baked bread locally, that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, just quick question. Why is the trash can always by the speaker? That is the dumbest thing. And who and who keeps buying the crappy toilet paper? <sighs> Moving on. Um, so <laughs> I guess the idea is we all want our three-minute cheeseburger, right? We all want this to happen really fast. We all expect you know Hillary Clinton to hang from the yard arm, and we want to watch her body dangle and the crows pick her body apart. We get that, all right? We all got that image. Well, some of us do. Um, but this is the problem is, is that this is what it takes. It takes things working through, deadlines happening, that kind of stuff. Um, let's see here. It says, there is no Hunter, deal, uh, Hunter Biden plea deal according to the prosecutors and the defense. Joe Biden's son has been expected to plead guilty on two tax misdemeanors and uh, does not look like that's going to happen. There is a ton of information on this. The uh, Let's see. The Hunter Biden plea proce- uh, proceedings have restarted, and the president's son has agreed to a limited agreement that covers 2014 to 2019 and only includes conduct related to tax offenses, drug use, and gun, gun possession. Okay, let's see what we got here. President Joe Biden's son will, be, will still plead guilty to tax misdemeanor from 2017 to 2018, but the agreement will also cover his tax-related conduct for three years prior. Uh, the two sides have agreed that the deal did, does not shield him from potential further charges. Now, see, here's my thing with this. Okay, so they're saying they're they're saying okay, now they figured out a way out of this, a path forward, right? Um, here's what's going on though. This this whole thing. When they say that there's a glimpse of hope here, it says there's potential further charges. When you have any other charges, when you're doing a deferment or when you're doing a plea deal. When you have deferred, you have a deferred adjudication. Well, the problem with that is, is that when you do deferred adjudication, if you get a speeding ticket, a speeding, listen to me, folks, you get a speeding ticket, that's a ground for revoking the plea deal. So if he's got other potential tax problems, other potential political issues with not registering as a foreign agent, if you have other charges coming up with, I don't know, gun-related charges, drug-related charges, other things like that, this deal will fall apart and he will be held liable for what would have been the actual sentencing. So there's a sub-sentence to this. So if they let this go on as a quote-unquote misdemeanor, blah, 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 what happens is there's a subset. There's a subset, an underlining charge. So let's say they plea this down, he's paying a fine. But there's a controlling sentence of three years. If he is found guilty of anything else or anything else comes up, he immediately gets pushed into that three-year deal. He has to serve those three years, which could be about a year and a half to a year with good time. See, this is, again, this is a situation. But by the way, let me show you, by the way, when I said the word good time, he could serve good time, that tells you that the jailer, that tells you the jailer has the ability to free a prisoner at any time given time they want. If they can give them good time days, if they can give them time served, time off, all that other stuff, yes, the jailer can release them, but the jailer won't release them. Why? Because he's got his buddies who he's trying to keep jobs for. See how this stuff all ties in together? 
This is why we get overcharged. This is why we have a lot of people sitting in jail who haven't done things like Hunter Biden has done. But Hunter Biden's running around free while people are out there serving jail sentences where there was no victim and there should be no crime. But that's what we do here in America. This is the constant this is the constant pushback. I have to push back on this whole narrative of everything they're going through consistently over and over and over again. But we don't want to talk about that, right? Um by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track, but between the Jason Aldean song where C- uh, CMT is now, I I'd never watch CMT. Uh, once in a while, there'd be a movie on there, you know, um, something I might want to watch, but I never really was a big CMT fan because there's no country music on there. Now, Sunday mornings, they have the top 20 countdown and they have the videos, but they have so much other stuff in there, you don't have that hardly watching the music. I think we ought to have, if you say you're country music television, then that's what you should be playing. If you want to be, I have country music themed TV shows, then call it country music themed TV show channel. Don't make it, don't say it's country music television. Don't say it's MTV. You're just lying to us. Well, anyway, we got a lot more of this coming up. I was going to tell you guys about all the destruction of Bud Light and Target and all that stuff. We'll talk about that when we come back. We do have a commercial break here at the top of the hour. One more hour of the Dark Delight Show here on Mondays and Wednesdays, WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. All right, welcome back, everybody. The Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, and your extended lunch hour Mondays and Wednesdays. This is uh, this is it, guys. This is your deal. Stick around, let the food digest. You know, maybe go on a little walk. Try not to throw up, as you hear about uh, UNESCO. Uh, again, I guess uh, these people really think that it's they're all about our safety. The UN Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. UNESCO. I guess we we got to get ourselves some acronyms. We do. We really. I don't. I don't think we got a really cool. We got to do like this really big cool name, like all these big words, make us sound like we're really doing something, like World Health Organization or uh, World Economic Forum. Oh yeah, that's these are this cool kids club stuff. This is no different than the Rotary Club. This is Rotary Club and and the Elks Lodge and the Masons. This is all everything just exploding into what you see now, right? And no, the Masons aren't ruling the world, and they're not the ones that are going to take over. And trust me, if you guys look up, put in uh, Masonic lodges for sale, and you will pull up thousands and thousands of Masonic lodges across this country that are for sale. So I know that world more than people realize. And the Masons aren't the problem, guys. It's the establishment. All right, let's go back to UNESCO. Sounds fantastic. Sounds like a really cool, like UNESCO. Come on down to UNESCO where you get all your fruits and vegetables, right? No, anyway. The UN Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Cultural Organization. That doesn't sound like that's going to end well. Issued a warning through its International Bioethics Committee. 
Well, I didn't know they had an international bioethics committee, IBC. Well, I gotta get I gotta get me on some of these. I gotta get some committee stuff going on. All right, I just don't have enough to going on here. According to the IBC, the International Bioethics Committee, neurotechnology could lead to new possibilities of monitoring and manipulating the human mind. Oh, you mean MK Ultra? Come on, guys, we've already been doing this. All right, so excuse me, I had a cough there. Uh, monitoring and manipulating the human mind through neural imaging and personality-altering programs. Well, this ought to end well. It won't. Uh, because of this, UN agency is now strategizing on a worldwide ethical framework for who? Who's ethics? What, bar- what barometer are we going off of? Are we going off the establishment's ethics uh, criteria, the people who are willing to eat children and traffic human beings? That, that we're gonna use, Are we going to use their ethics, their ethical framework, or... We're talking about Christian or Buddha. What, what ethical framework are we working with? See, this is the stuff you have to. See, it sounds great. Ethical framework. Well, ethical to a Satanist and ethical to a Christian, two different things. Ethical to, let's say, George Bush Jr. and ethical to Jim Price are two different worlds. I'm not willing to tear down two buildings in downtown New York and go into the war and spend $10 trillion never actually gaining any access or control of the Middle East. I'm not that guy. I'm going to say, no, I'll spend my $10, $11 trillion somewhere else besides the Middle East. How about I put some, put some concrete on the roads instead of temporary asphalt? How about I go ahead and you know, build up the bridges and make the roads wider so commerce is actually committed? Do you guys know that? Did you know that your guys, that, that in, the, in the way that your, the city, county, state, and the federal government has actually written that your commerce, your roads, anytime you are impeded, slowed down, or deterred from your destination, that they are liable for your money taken away from you, that you're not allowed to commit commerce? All public roads, all access, public access roads are for commerce, and they are intended for you to be able to, to commit commerce as fluidly as possible meaning either transporting your goods or going to buy goods and retrieving those goods back to your home. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's logs. But you, no, no, no. You know, just sit there with the little yellow cones and the, and the detours and the bumps of the road and the suspension issues and the tire blowouts because the potholes are so big. Yeah, that's, don't worry about that. $11 trillion was spent in the Middle East because George Bush Sr. Jr. was uh, trying to make George Bush Sr.'s day. It was a daddy gift. So you talk about some daddy issues. Junior went to war in the Middle East because Daddy didn't finish what he was trying to do just after Reagan. Oh, yeah, pay attention to the world around you guys. The words have meanings. Anyway, let's move on. Because this UAA agent is now strategizing on a worldwide ethical framework to protect humanity from the potential abuses of brain chip technology. Oh, the UN gives two craps about me? Are you sure? The, are you sure UNESCO, the United, you know, the UN Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization is worried about me having brain chip technology? Remember, guys, I've told you guys about this. They want to put a chip in your brain, and how many times your phone or your laptop or your computer or your tablet just stare at you with a little donut of death spinning in the middle where you have to reset it? How about if you're driving 80 miles an hour down a freeway and all of a sudden your computer needs to be reset? What do you do then? Jesus, take the wheel! Is that what you do? Just let you know, just close your eyes and reset. See, think about that. This is the world we're living in, where this is becoming normalized conversation. UNESCO fears 
These abuses will be accelerated by advances in artificial intelligence. Really? Really? You think there might be someone nefarious out there saying that they want to do things to my brain? I mean, come on, folks. All right, we are on a path to a world in which algorithms will ensure us, uh, will enable us to decode people's mental processes. Well, that'll be great. The UN Assistant Director, uh, he says, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, this is a really great, this is a great title. Gabriella is UNESCO Assistant Director General for Social and Human Sciences. Assistant Director General. I got to get me some titles, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just lacking. She continues that breakthroughs in neurotechnology that could directly manipulate human brain's mechanisms. The human brain mechanisms. That's great. Why not? This is, she, I mean, she's obviously the assistant director general. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, let's see. Economist, whoever this person, this is a great name. M-A-R-I-A-G-R-A-Z-I-A. Magarizagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagazagaz
I mean, seriously, if someone just walked into your house and just started eating from your 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 refrigerator, you know, uh, taking a shower, and your your you call the cops, right? But someone walks across your border committing federal law violations over and over and over again on all the different things they've done, not only entry, paperwork, all this other stuff. They walk across here, and then we start feeding them and giving them food and shelter and transportation and cell phones and all this other stuff. But yet, I just gave you the analogy. If someone came in your house and just started eating out your refrigerator and taking a shower, you'd call the cops to have them removed, and they would be taken to jail for trespassing or breaking and entering. That's not a simple city ordinance. But yet, here it is. We're breaking federal laws, immigration laws, and nobody's upset. But here in a bold move, oh, so bold, Representative Matt Gates has unveiled a comprehensive plan to end the controversial anchor baby policy in the United States. This policy currently grants birthright American citizenship to children born on U.S. soil to the parents who are in the country illegally. Well, this, I mean, okay, they're in the country illegally. How do they get American benefits? How do they suddenly just get citizenship? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. How, why is this okay for us to continue down this path? Well, that's where we're at. Uh, let's see. The total foreign-born population in the United States, including both legal and illegal immigrants, reached a record height of 47.9 million in September of 2020, the highest number ever recorded in any U.S. government survey or census, according to the U.S. Census Bureau Monthly Current Population Survey, the CPS. Um, so anyway, the Florida congressman is, you know, oh, it's such a bold move. It's not bold. Just enforce the laws that we have. Quit giving these people the, all these things when they don't deserve it. They just, they broke federal laws to get here. Again, I, I mean, you know, I am about small government and all that good stuff, but there's two functions of the federal government, national security and immigration. And they're not doing much of either. See, they're not keeping us safe. And they're not monitoring the people that are coming in and out. So they're failing on both fronts. And yet we're over here like, oh, we're going to debate whether, oh, Joe Biden, you know, he's a pedophile or not. Well, no, he's really not. I mean, those things that his, his daughter wrote in his diary, well, that was just, you know, that was, that was make-believe. Even though we know that the FBI has absolutely verified the diary. Just like the laptop. on Anthony Weiner. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up here. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I do appreciate you guys hanging in on that after the commercial break. Guys, this is the world where you got to start waking up to. This, is, this article is out today, and this is something that you need to be aware of right now. If you believe... If you believe the the First Amendment, which is not an amendment, meaning an amending to, the first article of your Bill of Rights says you have the ability to say whatever you want to say. And the second article of your Bill of Rights says if they don't like what you have to say, you have the guns to reinforce it. Now, here's your problem. Starting in 2021, now listen, we're in 2023. This is Just think about this, okay? Um... This is a problem for this is a problem for anybody who's out there doing being a AT uh, being a, a FFL, which is a federal firearms licensee. Uh, this is all changing. Everything's getting ready to change, and this is what they're doing. They're back ending you. They're, oh, they're not going to limit you guys. Here's where it comes in. 2021, the ATF implemented an aggressive agenda in its inspection of federal firearms licensees, and many cases per, uh, permanently revoking licenses over what defendants say are minor clerical errors. 
This is an end around gun ban because you start putting gun dealers out of business and all of a sudden it's very difficult for people to purchase firearms. This is from Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America, told the Epic Times. Uh, Goya, or GOA, I guess I don't have it's GOA, filed a lawsuit July 11th against the Biden administration to resp- in response to the ATF's zero tolerance enforcement. Now, zero tolerance, guys, let me. This is a slippery, slippery slope. When you do this zero tolerance, when you actually take the human out of the equation and you say, this happens, this happens. Every situation is completely different, and if not taken into that account of the individual and the person that's involved, that is actual that is actual violation of just being a human being. And you know, I, I'm talking about some that's some dictatorship stuff, some real some real looking over your shoulder because these guys are not here to help. These guys are just screwing us around. Anyway, moving on. The GOA lawsuit is requesting that the courts issue an injunction to end the ATF's zero tolerance policy. And the declare and declare that the ATF has acted unconstitutionally, arbitrarily, conspiracy. Uh, I can't say that. I don't know what that is. And contrary to the law, in the establishment of and or application of standards for revo- revoking federal arms licenses. According to the ATF, the agency revoked 88 FFL licenses in 2022 compared to the five. That had revoked in 2021. So we are losing people across this country. But also remember, the ATF and the IRS and Homeland Security are going in and pulling a lot of the forms that were filled out for gun license. Yeah, that was uh, or gun uh, purchases. And why were they doing that? Well, because they're tracking those people that went out there and bothered to buy guns, not only through the FFLs, but also through your financial institution. Bank of America has turned all the stuff over willfully, not only just the, the transaction itself, but all personal data, including Social Security addresses and other financial purchases along with that. Guys, this is absolute fact. This is not part of this article. Now, moving on here. But a recent GOA court filing stated, in addition to revoking ATF, uh, revoke, uh, in, in addition to revoking those licenses, the ATF has uh, coerced and intimidated um, an even increasingly number of FFLs into voluntarily ceasing operations. So now what they're saying is that they went in there and said, "Hey, you, you probably need to close, or we're going to come get you." Uh, they it says that this has happened 96 times in 2020, 789 times in 2021, and 1,037, uh, 1,037 in 2022. Now think about that. That went from 100 to 800 to almost 1,100 in those in one year after the other. Think about how much that increases. The number of the GOA sites, uh, the numbers that the GOA cites corresponds with an investigation uh, categorized by the ATF as resolved as discontinued. So it matches the, the ATF's records. It matches what they've recorded themselves, resolved as discontinued, meaning that they forced them out of business. And that's the way the government does its own government band is it forces people out of business, forces people to fear the government because they don't have the money and the wherewithal to sit there and fight for decades on end just to try to be able to have a living. Now, guys, when you're selling guns, you're not you're not making a million bucks every gun, so you got tens of hundreds of millions of dollars laying around. No. The sad part of this is a lot of these guys are just gun gun guys who like guns, enjoy guns, want to be around guns. Hey, I'll sell guns. 
oh, now my life and my livelihood and my family is at jeopardy because I bothered to follow the law and may or may not have filled out a form the correct way. Now I'm going to lose my livelihood. Well, yeah, that's what happens. Um, oh, real quick, too. Want to reach out to you guys there in upstate New York. Thank you guys so much. I've had some really wonderful emails and even had a personal uh, card sent to me with a recipe on it, which was really impressive. Uh, thank you so much to you guys who have reached out since our visit to your guys' town. You're part of the neck of the woods. You're part of America. Guys, thank you so much for being so hospitable up there. What a great part of the country to be from. I understand why you guys love it up there. I get it. Totally, totally cool. Been to the been to the Grand Canyon of the East. Loved that whole thing. Went to the Niagara Falls area. Got to see a lot of different stuff. So again, guys, thank you so much for the kind words and the notes you guys have been sending. And even the request for information on health products and different things, never hesitates to reach out, guys. I'm here for you. And obviously, you guys are here for me as well. Thank you so much. And like I said, I received that uh, letter uh, the other day in the P.O. Box uh, just a couple days ago and some others in the emails. Thank you guys so much for all those things. It's really great to see you out there. Anyway, uh, moving back. This is a clear... Um, uh, let's see where we're we at here. Let's see, gun. So this, what I was going back to was the ATF is tracking these as resolved as discontinued, where these FFL licensures, these people who have this license, have just shut their doors because they don't want to be prosecuted. Now, to me, where does the ATF getting getting off that they can prosecute anybody? Are they a, are, are they actually do they have prosecutable no the doj has to do it but the problem is is that we're so used to the doj is so used to rubber stamping anything the atf does the fbi does the cia does well if the if the atf doesn't bring it up well then the doj doesn't look at it and if they do bring it up well the doj says oh thank you for the case we'll prosecute it wildly thank you so much there's no discernment there's no going in and looking at these things individually and saying what's really going on and why is this actually happening in our country this way? Why is this a thing? And nobody's going in with a, a neutral point of view, an innocence point of view. Everybody's guilty. Everybody needs to go to jail. This is a sad part. And like, I have talked to DAs, and I have talked to, to attorney generals. I have talked to secretaries of state. I have talked to sheriffs. I have talked to PD. I have talked to the captain of the, of the police department or whatever they want to call them in whichever jurisdiction you're in. And they all, they all, you ought to hear the way that they talk is, you're guilty. It doesn't matter if you're in a car. It doesn't matter if you're in your own house. It doesn't matter if you're in a park. You are guilty. And if you do not comply, if you push back or you question their judgment whatsoever, now you're, you're, you know, resisting arrest. Now you're not complying. Now you're a nuisance. Now you're trespassing. See, this is the sad part of this is, they have a transparency issue. They have a credibility issue. And until they get things straight, I don't understand why it is they think they need to go out and try even more nefarious stuff. But here we are, right? We're in a situation where we find that over and over again that our law, using air quotes, enforcement, has overstepped their bounds. And ATF is one of them. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? Why would we need a firearms if we're just everybody's allowed to have a gun? Why do we need a firearms division of our federal government? Why do we need a firearms division of our state government, city government, county government? Why? Why? Because that way they create jobs by creating incarceration, by creating paperwork, by creating bureaucracy. Oh, yeah, but uh, that's the world we live in. So we got to be different, and we got to think of this differently. When we start pushing back on these folks, 
suddenly, suddenly we become powerful. But somewhere along the line, you've got to use the word no. Dogs, the government, and children need to be told no often because it makes them better. That is where this is going, guys. We have to just say no. We're not going to do this. No, this is not how it works. No. And then, all of a sudden, we start understanding what freedoms and liberties are. But we don't even get that. I have literally never understood. When I ran for office back in 2016, and I said to people on stage as I stood there, I do not believe we need all these laws, rules, and regulations. I believe that the Constitution is enough to govern our lives. And you literally thought I had sucked the oxygen out of the air and set their hair on fire all at the same time. Well, I guess the hair wouldn't burn if there was no oxygen in the room. But anyway, um, you know the analogy. The idea is that, that everybody was freaked out, but I said that you could have your freedom, your liberty. How dare I? Right? Anyway, guys, we got a commercial break here at the bottom of the hour. Don't go anywhere at WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show here. Last half hour of your extended lunch break, so enjoy it, guys. I'm doing what I can here for you. Um, as we continue to go down through these things, remember, we push back against things that really don't make sense because of their unintended consequences, right? We're going to say unintended consequences because even though we all believe somehow that solar panels are just so great, uh, they're not. They're absolutely junk, and I studied this stuff even – I've said this to you guys a thousand times. I studied this stuff in elementary school. I got back – I got into this stuff because I was really interested in it. And I started realizing that the amount of low voltage that comes out of there is so such a trickle effect. And the large amount that you really have to have to get things to really work, they're not consistent. They're not there. Like, say, like, like you know, here in Wichita, Kansas, where, you know, we get, where I'm at today, you know, it's completely cloud-covered. And, and it's socked in with clouds. What am I going to do for my air conditioning because it's going to be 100 degrees today? Well, I'm, I'm all cloud covered in this morning. I ran the air conditioner last night, so I'm all night long draining my batteries down, draining my batteries down. And then this morning I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to have sun because, you know, because the sun comes out. But then here comes the clouds. Again, I know that we get, I know we get radiation through the clouds as well. But the problem is, is there's just not enough there. Well, let's go down through this article and see what it has to say about the environmental impact. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it because there, there's more to this whole thing. An analysis of a, uh, by a nonprofit research group drawing on calculations by an Italian analyst looking into carbon footprints of man-made China solar panels, uh, which is actually like 90% of the market, guys. I don't even think you realize. We guys, we don't, we're not manufacturing this junk here, but there are places like in China. China is so environmentally bankrupt right now, they can't grow their own food. They only grow about 10% of their own food. That Seriously, guys. I'm talking from pork, fish, crab, uh, rice, everything. We They absolutely are in dire straits. If they don't, we're not feeding them, nobody is. That, that's just how it works. Anyway, so moving along. Uh, these China-based solar panels... That say environmental progress. Uh, environmental progress is a nonprofit co uh, co founded by an investigative journalist Michael uh, Schellenberger in a collaboration with the Blind Spot, an Italian analyst, uh, Enrico. Uh, recently released a report arguing that Chinese made solar panels are about three times as dirty in terms of carbon emissions during their production as claimed by the Environmental Panel of Climate Change. IPCC, I tell you what, i got to get me one of these acronyms, which is the United Nations Body for uh, uh, Assessing Climate Change Science. Oh, 
Well, loops. People say solar panels don't produce carbon emissions, but they do. And now a major new investigation by environmental, Pro- environmental progress draws a research and uh, finds that the solar panels made in China are three times more uh, more carbon emitting than originally claimed by the IPCC. For 10 years, the IPCC-CH, who, what's the CH stand for? I don't know what's uh, the environmental, uh, let's see, what is it called? What are they called again? Environmental progress? Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know what the CC part is. Oh, wait. Environmental Panel of Climate Change. That's what it was. What's the dash H C H for? Anyway, kind of who cares, right? Uh, let's see. It talks about we have investigated hundreds of billions of uh, see, we're investing hundreds of billions of dollars a year in technology that are low carbon only because someone wrote it down somewhere, he said in his uh, executive summary. They aren't uh, any uh, say there aren't any national or international authorities who have bothered to understand what basis this paper's knowledge was assembled. <laughs> uh, over the years, China has become a, a uh, dominant force in producing solar panels. For example, around 97% of the global supply of solar wafers and components come from China. Well, see what I told you guys. Uh, see, the majority of experts consulted by the environmental progress um, by environmental prog- progress agree that China's competitive advantage did not lie in, in the innovation of new technology processes, but rather the very same factor that the country has always used to outcompete the West: cheap coal-fired energy, mass government subsidies for strategic industries, and human labor operating in poor working conditions. Now, listen. They've been able to outcompete the West because of why? Cheap, listen, cheap coal fire in, in energy, mass government subsidies, cheap coal fired energy. Yeah. Did you know that China doesn't actually, when they ship their stuff over here, the Chinese government is actually paying for all the shipping? So when you get China products here, you're not actually getting China products that were actually shipped under a corporate profit structure where they had to put in there the shipping cost. China pays for shipping. The China, no, China, the country, pays for the shipping here. That's why things get here so cheap. It's an insurance policy for the the Chinese Communist Party to make sure that things get around the world cheaply, so that they maintain the cash flow that they have. Even though it's a complete Jenga game, it's a complete Ponzi scheme. They can continue to borrow money on assets that they really don't have. And then they coerce people to make them believe, oh, no, we got, we're good for it. We'll just write you a check. It's fine. But it's not. But this is where we're at, guys. In the last 10 years, the IPCC has systematically underestimated the carbon intensity of photocells by pretending the photocell modules are produced in Europe rather than China. So what they were doing was they were using the photocell master you know, plan that was coming from Europe where there was super low emissions and they were making sure that they were watching their how they were dumping things in the water and all this other stuff. So it showed that there was no emissions of carbon, no emissions of, of toxic waste, no problem there, right? But then they don't go to the source of the mining for the material. They don't go into the trucking. They don't go into the transportation of it. They don't go into the human cost of what those products took to get you to market. And by the way, guys, when, you're, when, you're, when your little solar panel goes out, according to your EPA, uh, 
who says, you know, solar panels are so great for the environment, they turn around and say the moment that your solar panel does not work, your one of your photocells don't work, it's toxic waste. Now you have to have an environmental company come in and actually eliminate that toxic waste according to the EPA's plan. And then that's where things get sticky. You guys ever had mold remediation done in your house? Well, think about that. How about the asbestos, uh, the slide, the siding, remember? We had the asbestos siding, that hard siding that everybody was using there for a while. Well, that's asbestos. It has to be removed in a certain way. Have you ever had asbestos removed off of the, the pipes in a school or a business that you've worked in? Have you ever, do you see how they, how they envelop the whole thing and space suits and the whole thing for them to be able to come in and not uh, expose you to friable material, meaning you know talc powder uh, level of asbestos? But by the way, guys, that's the only way you can absorb uh, asbestos in your body is through the talc. And large, long-term exposure, they're talking 10 to 20 years of talc exposure, can cause you to have uh, lung cancer. But they also will tell you that the, everybody who is a smoker are also the same people who get cancer from the friable material in asbestos. Uh, let me go on. Let me move on. But that, that's the, this is stuff that we don't even talk about in real time. But asbestos actually in its real form, even broken – well, you can break it right in front of you. You can breathe the air around you. It's not going to go into your lungs. When you go in and you grind it or you cut it or you manipulate it into a powder, that powder can then be ingested, and the barb, the fish hook barb-like fibers that asbestos is will then burrow themselves down into the bronchial sacs of your lung and cause cancer over 10 to 20 years, but all those same people were smokers. There you go. Toxic problem with solar panels is you guys are going to have solar panels in your house. Hopefully, you guys will get enough sunshine. Hopefully, you'll have enough exposure. Hopefully, you won't use too much electricity. Hopefully, you guys will come out in the end and get back paid back your twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for putting solar on your house. You won't. Anyway, when you do have one go bad, remember you got to plan into that ownership of that home that the toxic waste called solar panels has to be disposed of properly. Everybody's got to follow the rules, right? Isn't that what we're doing here? But this is the sad part of this is this manipulation of data, and then we continue to see it. The UN has not has not been honest with us whatsoever. By the way, NATO, the North America Trade uh, uh, Trade Organization, and I know that that's probably not what it's called, but I'm just making it up as I go along. NATO is still saying that we need to bring more members in, even though the NATO was supposed to be disbanded the moment that the Soviet bloc dropped and fell. Uh, but yet NATO is still continuing on. The UN sucks sideways. I don't think we should have ever had them, and I don't care if they are based in New York. I think it should be an organization that's shut down completely. We have no business being in the United Nations or the uh, government police squad of the world. But the NATO thing, we need to get out of that. That's a mess. This should have been disbanded, like I said, back when the when the wall fell under Gorbachev. That was the moment that NATO should have been disbanded. But we don't want to talk about that, right? We don't want to have that conversation. Anyway, back to the study here. It says we have uh, we've been a in a short wait. Well, I'm sorry, we've been in a sort of um, hypnotic trance. Um, he's refer and this was from Schellenberger said at the time, referring to what he characterized as a misguided belief that solar panels is an environmentally friendly alternative to traditional forms of power generation like nuclear. Um, it's a spiritual pursuit, he added. There, there's the idea. There's the idea that will protect the natural environment by being dependent on natural energy flows like sunlight. 
uh, it's not a scientific view. It's actually worse for the environment. And uh, this is his words. I'm reading his statement here. A Harvard Business Review study concluded that solar panels have been uh, – that are being replaced faster than expected due to various economic incentives. The warning of rising maintenance of solar panel trash um, is an existential <laughs> – existentially damaging proportion. Guys, um, existential, remember, they – it's a threat to my existence. Oh, I'm, I don't know if I talked to you guys about this or not. I looked this up on my show the, the other day, and uh, if you guys, the Jim Price Show, I ha- I'm on at 5 p- uh, p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Monday through Friday, and then I'm on America Media Periscope at 8 p.m. Uh, America Media Periscope. But anyway, on Thursdays and Fridays. <sighs> anyway, I was going to tell you. What was I going to tell you? I went off on the whole thing of, oh, what I was talking about with are um, on the show, is that existential, okay? Existential means the threat to your existence. It sounds sexy. It sounds like something amazing. Ex- you know, uh, racism is an existential threat to America. Racism is a, is a threat to the existence of America? That doesn't sound as sexy, does it? It doesn't even make sense to say it. But if you say existential, it sounds like it's a big word that we all should pay attention to. So this is where we're at with this. Uh, do you have a caller, John? Are you there? Yeah, Jim. It, you, you're talking you, about sir. you were talking about the solar panels and uh, some of the yes, dis- disadvantages of the, these things and the environmental hazards they, they can create. But electric cars, uh, there's there's oh, another yeah. issue that uh, I have and many people have. Uh, to uh, number one. The electromagnetic field that it throws off. You're in this right. chassis, inside a chassis, and uh, you got the, this electromagnetic field, which uh, can cause. It, there's been studies showing that it causes cancer. It's a very powerful within that little area that you're going to be seated in. And in right. the other, the other uh, areas of, of uh, disadvantage is the fires. Uh, to put out a fire of an electric car, I've mm-hmm. I've seen stories where uh, it's almost impossible to put out a, a electric car fire. Yeah, it really is. No, that's absolutely true. I mean that that's the unintended consequences, right? The fires, the radiation, and the disposal of these things long term. These are all toxic waste. So if you buy an electric car, I'd be a, and I'm not necessarily against electric cars, but I'd be afraid to put it in my garage. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and if you don't put it in your garage in today's day and age, uh, you're going to have it. You're going to have your car vandalized. Uh, right. The way, way things are going. But in the the other issue of electric cars is I didn't know this until recently. The weight of an electric car. I would have thought it would have been, been the opposite. I I would have thought an electric car weight would be a lot less, but it's it's a lot more because of the battery weight. And that's yeah. become a real hazard on the road in collisions. Uh, people have been killed uh, driving a regular gas gas vehicle and being, let's say, a head-on collision with an electric car, which weighs at least a thousand pounds more than a normal car. Which I didn't realize. That's that's yeah. an issue, also. Oh yeah, no, this is real. This is a real thing. I remember, guys, in the bottom of these big batteries are just a bunch of D-sized batteries daisy-chained together. It's not like some space-age battery, like it's some magical thing. It's D-sized batteries in this gray paste chained together. 
No, no, there's no technology there that we don't already have. So, John, thank you so much for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Keep up we do course. have a commercial break coming up, and we'll, come, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here on WYSL. Again, your extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays. Tell your boss. You just got a couple minutes left. Jim's almost done. Just keep keep your pants on, buddy. You're fine. Uh, this was a very accurate conversation me and John were having just before the break, and I apologize. We had to cut him short. Just, uh, you know, yeah, the commercial break's coming up. Well, anyway... This is a. Those are the unintended consequences. Okay, of anything. Oh, by the way, guys, your electric. Uh, you guys are going electric uh, gas or electric hot water tanks. So you guys thought it was real funny when they were doing the gas stove ban. Well, now it's uh, gas heaters in your house, gas stoves, and no more gas electric or hot water tanks. You're going to have to go to full electric. And I don't know, guys. I have been in construction for decades now, um, and I'm going to tell you the last thing you want in your house is electric, a hot water tank. If you've ever had gas, a hot water tank, or you've had gas or hot-on-demand gas hot water tanks, you're never going to want to have electric again. And gas is so much nicer. It maintains the heat longer. It recovers faster. All the benefits of it are absolutely great, and it's actually cheaper. If you guys think you guys think your you think your bill is high with um, you know with just an air conditioner in the summer, 
Imagine having an air conditioning bill in the winter, in the fall, in the spring, because you're going to have your electric bill is going to go up exponentially because now you're going to be heating with electric, not gas. You're going to be having an electric hot water tank instead of gas. You're going to be doing the whole, uh, you know, this all this stuff that they keep pushing you guys towards actually makes your life far more expensive, far less efficient. There is not one return on investment moment on any of these things. There, I don't care if you said a solar panel will last a thousand years, it will never pay itself back to the damage it's created on this earth. We have to, we have a, we have to we have to really look at this thing long long term, guys. The 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 amount of damage, the amount of lack of return on investment that we're seeing on all these different green energy things, none of this makes your life cheaper. How is you going getting an electric car make your life cheaper? Well, I don't have to get gasoline. Where do you think the electricity is going to come from? Unicorn farts? No. You're going to have to go and plug that thing into your house. But what do you have to do? Oh, you can't just plug it into the 110 because you're going to have to have it charged up by the morning, don't you? You're going to have to get a 220 outlet put in. Anywhere from $1,000 to $10,000, depending on where your panel is, whether your panel can handle the additional 110 or 210 or 220. Oh, my gosh, I got that all screwed up. The 220 you need for your car charger, it depends. It depends on where your location of your panel is, whether your panel has a, a 100-amp panel, 200-amp panel, 400-amp panel. You may not have enough room to buy an electric car. And if you do buy one, you got to plug it in the 110, and it takes like 30 hours for it to charge up because it's a trickle charge. You guys have all, you know, you probably guys have all done that whole slow charge thing on your cell phones before, right? Where in the morning you wake up, it's still not charged because you got the wrong amperage charger for it. Well, think about your car in that way. Think about this. There's none of this makes sense. Our grid is so fragile right now; it can barely maintain air conditioning systems in the cities we have now. Now you want to dump all this stuff on top of that? Oh, well, we're going to have solar panels, Jimmy. Again, solar panels aren't enough. If you're a single person, if you're one, maybe two people in a house, yes, I would probably advise that. Yes, solar panels might be beneficial to you. Will you ever get paid back for your initial investment, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars? No. Will you not have an electric bill? Yes. But how long does it take you at two, three hundred dollars a month to pay back twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars? How many months does it take you? Think about that. That's a real question you have to answer yourself. In ten months, you've only paid three thousand dollars back. Yeah, if that's if you're doing a three hundred dollar, you know, electric bill a month. So here's the problem with this whole thing. We don't get this. There's not enough capacity on the electric grid. We don't have enough electrical generation places or things or its to power the grid we have now. No, seriously, guys, we don't have surplus. We're not, we don't have extra electricity to throw around. Russia, or Russia, well, yeah, I, it might as well be Russia, the old Russia. Uh, California is just now shutting down its last nuclear plant. Yet they are having rolling blackouts and brownouts constantly across their state, having to draw from Arizona and Nevada for power because they can't generate their own, yet they're shutting down the power sources to generate the power that makes them efficient. See, remember what I said here earlier in this article. Because China has cheap coal-fired energy, they will always be ahead of us. Because they don't mind using scrubbers. By the way, since the 60s, we have had zero emission coal fire plants. Listen to what I just said. Since the 60s, 
We have had zero emission coal fire plants. That's why you see steam coming out of those smokestacks. That's not smoke. That's not emissions. That's not vapors. We've had scrubbers on coal fire plants since the 60s. What you see in the smokestacks is steam. The reason the smokestacks are so tall is because they're trying to get it to where it gets up there and it changes the steam into a non-visible vapor so you don't think that there's something coming out of the smokestacks. See, again, it's all about narrative. It's all about sleight of hand. Coal fire plants, guys, is literally amazing technology that we've had for decades, and yet we're kicking it off the, off the shelf as if it's not even worth you know, being a part of. But it is. Coal fire plants are great. Coal fusion is great. Nuclear is great. Wind and solar, never. Guys, I'm just telling you, it's, there is absolutely... The only reason that wind exists is because we subsidize it. Because the federal government, the city, county, state, and the federal government subsidize it. The only reason that solar exists, wind and solar, they both only exist because of subsidies. 100% subsidies from the federal government. Even though you pay, go to Menards. Go to Menards, Lowe's, Home Depot. Go find their little solar panel section. Most of it's going to be made in China, and it's going to cost quite a bit. A little panel array can cost you a couple grand, real easy. That only does enough to like power some lights. Nothing for cooking or air conditioning or anything like that. But you'll find out it's all made in China. And by the way, China's getting the same subsidies that we do as Americans for producing solar panels. We're paying China government subsidies to produce solar panels for America, yet they're not Americans. And they're already doing it on the cheap because why? They already got their own cheap sources of energy. It's easier for them to produce everything, but yet we are not smart enough to realize that we're killing ourselves and we're not environmentally helping anything. If anything, we're destroying the environment. But when you guys learn this stuff, when I tell you guys these things, if you go back out and you echo these back out, that's how we get this to change. That's how we become the difference makers. That's how we stop this. But you keep being quiet. You keep not saying anything. Your silence is compliance. Your silence means you agree. Your silence means it's okay to go out there, destroy the environment with solar panels. It's, your, it's okay for them to traffic kids. It's okay for them to traffic humans. It's okay for them to spend your tax dollars on abortions. It's okay for you just to keep your mouth shut. While J6ers sit in solitary confinement, you guys are the answers. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, never limits you. All right, guys, I'm your host, Jim Price, here on the Dark Delight Show. Extended lunch hours on Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you so much for being at WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.